Hey, Marshall. Hey. Can you tell me what astrophysics is? Uh, physics done by the dog Astro from the Jetsons. <laughs> physics done by an astronaut. That's getting closer. Could it be physics done by a member of the Houston Astros baseball team? If a member of the Houston Astros baseball team studied stuff like black holes, dark energy, and dark matter, the birth of the universe, and the birth of galaxies, and all the other questions about the universe, then yes. Okay, so you're talking about Craig Biggio. It's <laughs> physics done by Craig Biggio, the perennial second baseman for the Houston Astros, and I believe Hall of Famer. I'm going to look that up on his Wikipedia page. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. And welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today we're asking, can scientists find the edge of the universe? Or does the universe go on forever? To infinity and beyond! We're back at St. Andrews in Austin, Texas, with some fifth graders who really want to know about astrophysics. Okay, I'm Jack and I'm 11. I'm Kate and I'm 11. Jack and Kate were super excited to talk about space. We're the, the third celestial body away from the sun inside of a solar system with eight other planets, most of them bigger than us, in the Milky Way galaxy. And there are a ton of different galaxies, and they're all in one universe. This kid really knows his astronomy, but what does he want to know about? What doesn't he want to know? What cockroaches taste like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if they wiggle on the way down. <laughs> oh, Marshall. <laughs> Well, we are talking about space, not cockroaches, not cockroaches in space or anything like that. Jack and Kate had so many questions about space. It was hard to narrow it down to just one. Let's talk about is the universe infinite? Because I've always wondered about that. Yeah. So the question is, is the universe infinite? And if not, where is the edge? Jack and Kate had some awesome ideas for inventions that could help us find the answer. We should send something like a robot or something that has like a, a camera in it. Another and since a robot can't really die, the robot will live through it all for billions and billions of light years. Well, there's still the problem of maybe it'll accidentally land on a planet that we haven't discovered yet or get blown up in a star. And because nothing can make the journey that far without like a huge gigantic engine that's going to take up the entire thing. That's why you should just make the robot really small. Like maybe like one of those like little miniature doll sizes, but it has it's just pretty much like a camera with legs. So like a GoPro with legs. Exactly. With a, with a rocket? Yes, a GoPro with legs and a rocket. <laughs> my my idea is we could get like a pigeon. It's flying really fast, like flapping its wings like crazy and with a space helmet. I think that that is a really good idea too. <laughs> Before we start buying GoPros and training our pigeons, let's talk to Katie Mack, an astrophysicist at the University of Melbourne in Australia. I asked her if there's an edge to the universe, and if so, will we ever be able to see it? Probably there is no edge. I'm just going to 
go with that for the moment. So, wait, there's probably no edge? Like, what does that mean? Is that the best we can do? Yes, it is the best we can do, because the universe is so incredibly big. We can never, ever hope to get close enough to where the edge could be to know whether it's actually there. So we can never build anything that can travel that far. Like, what about Kate's robot that can live through it all for billions and billions of years? Well, first we have to talk about the speed of light. It's a time and space thing. We would be limited to the speed of light. That means that nothing that we build could go faster than that. So in Star Trek, they have warp speed, which is faster than light. So why don't we just do that? In Star Trek, they are not limited by the speed of light. They use warp drive, and they get faster than that. To boldly go where no one has gone before. As far as we know, that's not possible in our universe. Nothing can go faster than the speed of light. And that creates a limit to what we can know. So when you look at stars through a telescope, the light from every star, every little twinkle in your eye, is traveling through time to get to you from the past. If I'm looking at the screen in front of me, that's about a foot away. It's a nanosecond in the past. So if I look at the sun, I'm looking at eight minutes ago. If I look at another galaxy, I might be looking at millions or billions of years ago. So that is so cool. It's like astrophysicists are time travelers. We're all time travelers when we look at the night sky. The farther away we look for the edge of the universe, the further back in time we go until what we're actually able to see just stops. It's weird because there's an actual physical boundary to our knowledge. Which is usually not the case. Usually, like, if we study something hard enough, we learn more about it. There's a point in space called the horizon. It is 13.8 billion years ago. That is the oldest light we can see in the time when scientists think the universe began. And if there is anything beyond that point, which there certainly could be, um, we, we can't see it because... The light from that point hasn't had time to get to us since the beginning of the universe. It's mind-boggling, but basically 13.8 billion years ago is the edge of what we can see and know. And that's the beginning, and there's nothing, like, there's kind of nothing to see beyond that, but also... Anything farther than that, light hasn't had time to get to us. And unfortunately, you really can't tell light to hurry up. It's really moving as fast as it can. Exactly. But it actually gets worse because beyond that point, the universe is now accelerating in its expansion. The universe doesn't stop at the horizon. It's expanding, getting bigger. So even if there was light beyond the horizon, we would never see that light, even if we live forever. If you look at really distant galaxies, it looks like they're all moving away from us. It's not that they're actually moving away from us in particular. It's not that we're, like, unpopular or anything. <laughs> what, so we have less and less of a chance of ever seeing the edge of the universe? Yeah, we're out of luck. So the way she explained this to me is, Marshall, imagine yourself in a room. That's crazy. I can't do that. 
Okay, actually, I'm in a room right now. You're physically in a room. Okay, I'm in a room. <laughs> but you don't know how big the room is. Let's say that the room is expanding. Okay, this room is getting bigger. The walls are getting farther away from you. You're walking towards one of the walls. But the wall is expanding away faster than you can walk. Then you're never going to find the edge of the room. It's always going to be farther away. And you're never going to catch it. Um, this really doesn't sound like a nice room. Can I please get out? <laughs> and it's kind of like that with the universe. Like... We can't see the edge because it's just moving too fast. If there is an edge, which there probably isn't. Are you saying that there's never a possibility of any sort of technology, robots, rocket shoes that can get us to the edge of the universe in the future? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am saying that. So the GoPro robot won't be able to take a selfie at the edge of the universe? No, but to answer Jack's question, scientists will never be able to prove whether the universe is infinite or not. It's like the universe is just one step ahead of us. That must be really frustrating if it's your job to study it. I know. So I actually asked Katie about that. How did you feel when you first realized that it was unknowable in every way, that we would just never have the answer? It's a weird feeling because I want to know, you know, the big questions, big answers. And the idea that there is like a boundary to our knowledge just because of how light travel works is kind of daunting. There's this whole probably huge expanse of universe beyond what we could ever hope to see. It's like saying we'll never know how big infinity is. Or infinity plus one. Well, that's just one bigger. <laughs> That's our show. If you want to learn more about the expanding universe, listen to our episode, The Secret of Dark Energy with Jeff Silverman. Thanks so much to Katie Mack at the University of Melbourne. And thanks to Jack and Kate for a great question and their teacher, Ms. Ballin, for helping us out. We have some big news. We're on the radio. You can hear us twice a month on the kids' music show, Spare the Rock, Spoil the Child. You should also check them out and subscribe on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. You can check out our website at tumblepodcast.com for resources about the universe and infinity. And you can also sign up for our newsletter, The Tumble, for kid-friendly podcast recommendations. Thanks to Sarah Lentz, our associate producer, who helped write and produce this episode. And Ashley Cox, our social media and newsletter maven. I'm Marshall, and I wrote all the music. I'm Lindsay, and I produce this show. And join us next time for more stories of science discovery. Discovery.